Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. Today, it's me, Jeff, and I'm here with Greg and our special guest, Nathan, from Track MTB. Thanks for joining us today, Nathan. Thanks very much, guys. Great to be here. So... We wanted to talk today about mountain biking in Spain and also about mountain bike tourism since you work for Track MTB, which offers guiding services. So mm-hmm. I wanted to start off asking you how long you've been mountain biking. Well, not a long time. <laughs> I'm a designer by trade, which means I was, I've always spent a lot of time behind the screen and uh, not getting a lot of exercise done. So early last year, my wife decided it was time to get me out and doing something. So uh, she bought me a mountain bike for Christmas. So that was literally like a year and a half ago. And it just evolved very, very quickly. You know, I had one of those cheap uh, department store mountain bikes, which I think lasted about sort of four months and decided I was hooked and this was this was going somewhere and uh, just sort of upgraded to a, to a giant trance. And then by coincidence, actually was looking for, for, for trails and for companies, you know, that could help me improve my, my skills around Madrid. And that's actually how I bumped into track MTV. Wow. That's really cool. So you must have had some kind of athletic experience before that, right? You didn't just jump on a bike and, and start going, did you? I hadn't really done any exercise for a long time. I mean, a a few years back, I, I was, I would go out jogging and uh, I got into that for a while, but nothing, nothing, nothing major, you know, maybe a 5k here and there. And no, previously I hadn't done anything. I hadn't even owned the bike since I was a kid, basically. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people have been amazed because they, they say, oh, well, you, you know, you must have been riding for years, you know? <laughs> I said, no, 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 I haven't had a, I literally haven't had a bike, which was a BMX when I was, a, when I was a kid, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> I think it's just one of those things that was just, uh, just obviously always there and always kicking around. And I'm thankful for that. I just, I just wish I'd found it so much earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're a natural. So the other part I wanted to ask you about is, um, obviously you're, you're British. So how did you, mm-hmm. how did you end up in Spain? Well, I, I was actually, long story short, I moved to London about 20 years ago to become a rock star. <laughs> obviously, obviously that never happened. So I kind of got to thinking, you know, what am I doing here? Took a trip over to Spain, thought they looked like a great place and just said, okay, that's it. I'm going. So I handed in my notice to the place where I was working and uh, literally two months later I was in Spain and that was nearly 16 years ago, you know. So it's uh, it's it's a fantastic country. It's, it's been great for me and uh, it's, it's given me so much, you know. It was, it was the best best move I ever think I, I ever made, you know. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. So tell us a little bit about Track MTB and also how you got involved. Okay, yeah. So, so as I mentioned, I mean, I was literally – you know, I was at the very beginnings of my sort of mountain bike experience when I bumped into to track MTB and I was just searching through the web, searching through Google, and I actually contacted them and, and went out with them on a ride, you know, initially as a, as a client. And we just kind of, sort of stayed in touch. And from there, I started meeting up with Jorge, who is one of the founders. There's both Jorge and Alvaro, who are the two uh, founding members. And I just started going out and riding with uh, Jorge and it was it ended up becoming sort of a three or four times a week 
we just go out and he'd show me around the mountains around around Madrid. And uh, I, I just naturally became more and more involved. My my skills, I think, progressed quite quickly and my fitness as well. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a small little thing. I don't carry much weight. So <laughs> it was it was easy for me to sort of get in the shape, so to speak. And you know, and eventually obviously being being able to speak English played an important part. But uh, I think eventually, you know, they, they asked me to, you know, if I'd be willing to come aboard and and help them out, particularly with the tours uh, with English speakers. I mean, Track MTV sort of focuses on uh, mountain bike tours and adventure tours in and around uh, Madrid and in and around Spain. But there's also another side to it as well, which is um, that of producing content, because Jorge writes a lot of uh, reviews, bike reviews, component reviews for, for Bikes World, which is like Spain's okay. biggest selling uh, bike magazine. So we also have that side as well, creating content along with the podcast and the blog, etc. So it's it's kind of the two sides of it, the actual riding and the tours and then the content side. Of course, the riding is the, is, is the fun part. Yeah, yeah. So, well, Trek yeah. MTB produces a lot of really cool photography as well that um, I know we've been featuring on single tracks. That's right, yeah. Alvaro is actually, uh, I mean, he was and he is a professional photographer. And yeah, that's that's the part he plays, goes out on all the tours, all the routes, all the holidays. And yeah, you can always guarantee that there's some great photography coming through. And obviously that plays a large part as well in the content side of things, obviously with the magazine and the product shots. And uh, yeah, so it's it's always great to, to be able to go out and see these fantastic shots of me coming back and saying, hey, look, look, how, look, how, look how good I look, you know, posing there off the side of the saddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always nice. Well, right on. So, Nathan, can you tell us a little bit about some of your favorite places to ride in Spain and what makes them so special? Yeah, I think firstly I'd have to I'd have to call out to actually the the mountains the mountains that surround Madrid. It's called the the, the Sierra de Guadarrama, and the reason I call them out is because it's where I began. But it's also a fantastically diverse area. Like, you know, we have the the mountain ranges, we have the forest, almost alpine forests. You know, we have the single track. We have, you know, if, you, if you're more into sort of cost country, there's just oh, hundreds and hundreds of kilometers of places to, to go and ride. But I love going out anywhere into the Sierra because you can just, you can say, right, today I want to do some serious, you know, some serious enduro. enduro. You've got some serious single track. You've got some nasty nasty climbs and you can just go out and within half an hour you're there you're up at starting point is 1200 meters which i believe is about sort of three four thousand feet perhaps mm-hmm. um and then from there it's just up and down so i mean this to me is, is a special place and in fact every time we go out with friends when we're outside of client work i, I just i'm guaranteed to, to let the comment fly you know it's just we are so lucky to live here to which they all just say yeah yeah shut up nathan just get out <laughs> but uh, it truly is a, a stunning place and it's just it's literally on the doorstep you know so we are actually very it's lucky fantastic. And, yeah it is it's strange because i think madrid is one of the the very few sort of major european cities where you can literally you know within 45 minutes be up in a mountain range where you have, I think it's over 200 kilometers of, of mountains virtually encompass Madrid. So sort of 200 kilometers long and then by sort of 50 wide. So that the possibilities here are endless, you know, and, and there are, you know, continually races of one kind or another, courses, meetups and everything. So, yeah, I definitely have to, to put Madrid up there. And then sort of my second favorite place is uh, Ainsa, 
which is right up in the north of Spain, just before you get to the Pyrenees. That's actually where they held uh, last year one of the legs of the uh, Enduro World Series. So that sort of helped bring a lot of people to to the area and get to know it. You know, and it's I think it was actually just voted one of the three most beautiful villages in the world. So it's wow. it's it's a stunning, stunning, stunning uh, place to ride. It's brutal. It really is. The, the mountain climbs are just literally, wow. They, they take your breath away, you know, pun intended. And the single track again is just, it's just out of this world. I mean, we, we, we were up there about a month ago and I was like a kid at Christmas. It was just, you know, when you just can't help but let those those screams of joy <laughs> come out as, you, as you're going down. It's just the whole place is set up for bikes. The Enduro World Series had a big part to play in that. But to be fair, there's a... Um, the actual company that set up the sort of biking center around Einsa is called uh, Zona Cero. And they basically re-established all the old trails between the villages connected around the town mm. of Einsa. And they, they, they've gone over the last, I think, 10 years. They've, they've, they've gone and they've cleaned up everything, reconnected, marked, signposted, just Everything there is set up for bikes. You know, as soon as you come into the town, you see a big sign, you know, with specialized <laughs> logo splashed across it. And you immediately think, yeah, yeah, I'm home. This is, this is it. This, this is, this is me. So I would, yeah, oh, definitely, definitely recommend Lion So it's just, it's a biker's paradise. That's awesome. So does Track MTB guide in all these places and more? Or where do you guys guide mostly? Yeah, I, we certainly do. In fact, when we were up there last month, that was a that was an organised tour. We should say, yeah. So we focused naturally on on Madrid because this, this is where we're based uh, in the mountains surrounding Madrid, and then we actually do tours around Spain as well. So we've got Einsterp in the north. We've got a few. I could give you names, but they probably wouldn't mean anything. So we've got places down the south coast as well, which is a completely different terrain, completely different weather system. Temperatures very dry, very arid, sort of very dusty mountains. And then also sort of a little bit further up north of uh, Spain, we've got another area, Rioja. So yeah, we do we do a fair bit of touring outside of Madrid as well. But like I said, the sort of we do generally just for geography based sort of focus on Madrid because you know that's that's where a lot of the business comes to. Uh, obviously, you know it's the capital of Spain. A lot of people come through and they're they're booking biking holidays or they're booking holidays to Madrid, and then contact us to reach out and sort of things go from there naturally. Right. So I'm interested to know what sort of the typical track MTB client looks like. Where do a lot of your riders come from? I know you mentioned that you guide a lot of the tours where you have uh, English speaking riders. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested to know sort of what the what the mix is like. It's a pretty even mix, I'd say. We have a lot of uh, European clients come over, over and also a lot from the States. We have a few from Canada and even South America, but it, te- it generally tends to be sort of nor- Northern Europe and the States. But I think they're two quite different clients in the way that European clients, they tend to come from the, from the North, from the Scandinavian countries, uh, from Norway, Denmark. They're not known for their mountains. <laughs> right. So they generally tend to be very much cross-country orientated. Uh, for obvious reasons so they will and they're very much sort of they're all in on their biking so they'll book a holiday coming to spain their sole intention is to bike Mm -hmm. so they'll come here for whatever it might be three days five days and it will be a biking holiday 
And obviously they're, you know, they're very strong coming from cross country, you know, they'll be like a rocket up the, up the hill, maybe a little slower <laughs> down, you know, maybe for lack of sort of technical skills, you know, which is to be uh, sort of, you know, you have to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. But then we have the other sort of client who comes over from the States and they generally tend to be guys in the majority who are coming over and actually working and they come over uh, for a few days to do business, mm-hmm. and while they're here, they think, you know, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out on the bike while I can. Right. And I think we generally tend to have more sort of trail or mountain orientated riders who come over from the states. Not, we do have some cross country type folks as well, but um, yeah, I think so. They come over, they think, you know, I, I, they get a bit of, uh, they miss their bike or whatever, so they. They do a quick search and uh, they usually end up finding us through there. And, you know, it's invariably we sort of our speciality is sort of all mountain and sort of more technical type trails. Okay. So regardless of where they come from, you know, whether it's from cross country, whether it's from trail or, you know, we always try and show them something that's going to blow them away a little, you know, (laughs) they get to the end of the ride and they think, wow, that I perhaps didn't think that I could have done that. But look, you know, here we are. And it was just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So do most people bring their own bikes or what do you guys do for people that don't have a bike? Do you guys rent or you work with a local shop? Yeah, again, a lot of the, the Northern European riders, as they are such, you know, they're the proper fanatics and they come just the bike. They will bring they will bring generally their hardtails over with them. Mm-hmm. And while you can have a lot of fun with hardtails, obviously, in the mountains, <laughs> sometimes we have to tone the rides down a little because there's some serious rock over here but yeah we also we also deal especially for the clients from the u.s we also uh, we work closely with i don't know if you guys are aware of uh, nuke proof it's a it's a british brand yes yeah they do, they do a lot of work with um downhill especially and also enduro style bikes and we work very closely with them there's actually a test center uh, right up in the mountains so usually we'll use that as our base folks will come down we'll we'll get them sorted out with a bike from there and we we'll literally just go outside out from the test center and literally just ride up into the mountains from there. So it's it's kind of like the ideal situation. Yeah, right on. That sounds really simple and easy for people to take a tour. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of people as well are surprised because they've never they've they've never ridden a, a, a long travel uh, bike. You know, especially if they come from cross country or they come from even from trail. You know, uh, maybe used to sort of shorter one twenty, even one forty. Um, they'll jump on. They'll jump on this beast of a of a nuke proof and and just have a blast going downhill. You know, not used to you know, sort of essentially riding on a mattress. Yeah. So we always get a lot of people commenting on that and sort of checking them out. So it's great. All right, Greg, you want to ask the next one? So you you talked a little bit about how the riders aren't normally prepared for all the rocks. Is there anything else that surprises them out on the trails or? You know, what don't they expect to find when they come to Spain to ride? I think a lot of the riders from the U.S. are surprised that everything is natural. We have very few sort of man-made trails. And in part, that's largely to do with uh, the laws in place. You know, (laughs) you can't touch anything. You know, obviously, (laughs) it's a national park. You know, it's you can't touch anything. But they also won't let anybody there are very few groups organized shall we say that are allowed to even sort of take care of this trail so everything is natural everything is as intended shall we say and so i think a lot of people are blown away by the fact that all the single track here is just that it's just natural so it's you know there's a huge difference between you know a man-made single track 
you know, a natural and, and maybe even something that obviously you'd find in a bike park, which is just completely synthetic, should we say. So I think just the fact that it's set in a natural uh, mountain range, which a lot of people aren't even expecting to find, that's a comment we get a lot, is that I had no idea this was here, you know, because you come to a major, a major city, a capital city especially in the middle of Spain, you know, everybody thinks Spain is flat and that it's dry and it's dusty and that it never rains, all of which can be true and all of which are untrue at the same time. So I think a lot of people are blown away even just by the fact that this is on the doorstep, that we have this huge mountain range of 200 kilometers, that it's all natural single track. And it just really is a stunning place, you know. Um, I think it's very rare that we fail to surprise people by what we have um, we had a couple of riders over here two weeks ago from from Santa Cruz, and we took them out on a trail which was kind of a mix of uh, mountain and, and sort of alpine type forest. And they was actually saying that the, some of the forest we had here was actually very similar to what they had back in Santa Cruz, hmm. minus the giant redwoods, obviously. Right. But it was kind of interesting, you know. People are always surprised. It's the same as anywhere, isn't it? You know, when you go and ride somewhere new, it's always seeing something new, experiencing something new. And I think it's just. Uh, Traveling with your bike or rather traveling to go biking is just, it's always a fantastic thing to do. Yeah, totally agree. So I'm stoked about a trip to Spain. What's the best time of year to visit Spain for mountain biking? If I said all year round, would that be a... <laughs> <laughs> that's legitimate. It's, well, that's, that could be valid. So do you get much snow up in the mountains there or we, not so much? Yeah, I'd say that you can pretty much bike around you all year. We do. We certainly do. And it is true that up in the top of the mountains, there obviously is, there can be quite a lot of snow. I mean, there are actually ski stations in Madrid as well. So, mm. yeah, there, there can be considerable snow. But when the snow falls, we just move further down. When it gets hotter, we move further up. You know, you look for the shade, you look for the, the right temperature wherever you can. But we certainly we certainly do ride all year round. Um, obviously, it gets actually very, very cold near in the winter. You know, like I said, there is skiing, there is snowboarding. So you need to be prepared for that in the winter months. You know, you go out with your layers, but also it gets very hot in the summer as well. So you just have to decide what you're looking for and sort of really work to that. In the south of Spain, for example, which is hot all year round, you, you, you pretty much have an average temperature, which doesn't really tend to deviate uh, too much. So, you know, it's depending on the time of year you have available. If you can only come in August, then perhaps, you know, you'd look for a zone, an area that was going to be a little bit cooler. Mm -hmm. And likewise in winter, you know, but yeah, it's certainly a country where you can ride all year round because there's just, there are so many places, so many different areas. There's pretty much weather for every, for every, uh, you know, whatever you, you're, you're comfortable riding in. The north of Spain is, is famous for, for being very green, but for obvious reasons, it, it always rains. <laughs> the south of Spain is famous for being very, very dry. You know, again, for obvious reasons, it, it rains very little. So, yeah, you just you, you look at when you, you can come over, and I think it's a good, uh, a good uh, idea to go with the area that works best with that time of year. Yeah. Well, does Track MTB offer fat bike tours? Are fat bikes something that people use at all in Spain? Do you know what? Fat bikes still haven't really uh, kicked off in a big way over here. And I, I know you guys talk about fat bikes a lot. And I know that there's a, you know, a lot going on elsewhere, and especially in the UK as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say we do actually have quite a lot of sand over here as well in a lot of places, especially, you know, like I mentioned, down south, it's, mm -hmm. it's very dry conditions. So I can imagine that perhaps there's more movement down there. But I see very few fat bikes out around here. It's 
it's you're generally looking at trail enduro and, and cross country. I, I was actually out on a, I was actually on a race this weekend, this Sunday, and there was one fat bike uh, in, in the entire race. I mean, to be fair, it was it was like a, a cross country race, but there was one fat bike. There was one enduro bike with the guy with the full full helmet and everything. <laughs> oh, wow. I, don't, I don't know what he thought was going to happen, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 not something that's really taken off over here at the moment. Interesting. So on the same lines with a specific gear that you guys see over there, you know, as a European, what do you think about e-bikes? Is it common to see them on the trails there? And, you know, do you even have any clients that use them over there? Is it common? No, it's still not common. I've seen one in the wild ever. Who was There's a mountain here called Avantos, which is, uh, is famous for its its climbs. It used to be included in the World Cups, and it's it's pretty. I can't remember what the percentage climb is, but it's it's horrific. Um, and I, the only time I saw one was going up there, and, and we overtook him. So I don't know if his battery had run out or what. I don't, I don't know what was the case there, but um, that was the last time I saw one. But um, yeah, we we're actually. We've actually just well, I was actually just editing our our episode on, on e-bikes now, so that's going to be out in Spanish tomorrow. And um, I think it's as the, the whole topic is as controversial here, I think, as it probably is everywhere else. A lot of people particularly concerned about the sort of the impact that they're going to have on not just on the environment, but on you know on our collective group, should we say. You know, in Spain, we have the similar we have similar problems that you guys experience in the States and, and in the UK and in the rest of Europe that, you know, they're forever trying to reduce the number of trails that we can ride on, ongoing conflicts with, with other collective groups, you know, whether that may be sort of hikers, hunters, mushroom pickers, anyone, you know, you, you, you name the group, they're, they're pretty much against uh, sharing the mountain. So I think the e-bike is just going to add to this whether rightly or wrongly is going to add to this conflict you know because people are just going to see a bike that's going uphill at 20 20 miles an hour and all they're going to see is a bike yeah uh, and they're just yeah. going to throw it to the same basket and you know they're going to you know try and shut us down shall we say so it's usually controversial i think a lot of people are very scared a lot of people are just dead against it and a lot of people are like, well, you know, if it brings more people into the sport, then maybe it's valid, you know? Yeah. Well, let me jump in. Like one of the big things we're hearing over here in the States from, especially these companies that are big internationally, and they're all saying, oh, e-bikes are huge in Europe. They're all over the place. So now they're finally coming to the U.S. But that doesn't sound like it's the case in Spain <laughs> at all. Either they're ignoring Spain or they're just lying to you. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh. Yeah, in, in Spain, it just hasn't hit. I mean, it just really hasn't hit. I know Alvaro has, has tried one out, Jorge has tried one out. But like I said, you just you just don't see them out and about. We have a, a big three-day demo festival, should we say, uh, this, this coming weekend, just outside Madrid, where you can go in and demo the sort of the premium brands' bikes. Uh, and even there, I haven't really seen any sort of promotional, I haven't seen any any pushes being made to go and try out any any e-bikes there i'm sure they i mean i imagine there have to be some there but i, I mm. haven't even seen you know any news any anything pushing those there so yeah i mean 
Yeah, they're lying to you guys. I don't know. It, at least, in, <laughs> at least in Spain, you know, if they say it's happening in Europe, then maybe it is elsewhere. Yeah, maybe in, in Germany. Spain, I mean, that's where all the companies are from, right? Bosch and it could well be in Germany. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, let's face it. Everybody is based in Germany, so right. One of the things though that that we hear, you know, one of the big use cases supposedly for e-bikes is tourism, right? So you could, you know. Go to a ski resort in somewhere like Colorado or, or Spain, perhaps. Um, and potentially you could rent an e-bike and ride trails that maybe, you know, if you're a beginning rider or you're someone who's, you know, doesn't do a lot of outdoor activities, someone they can enjoy that. So I'm interested to know if you guys, your, you know, track MTB sees that as an opportunity to get more people that could do a bike tour, right? People that show up. Or if you guys are are just saying, you know what, like that's not that's not our thing at all, and you know we can make a little more money if we did it, but you know that's just not something we're going to do. I think I'll go out on a limb and say that's not something that we're going to do. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, we're very much all we're very much about the sort of the all mountain biking way of you know sort of thinking. You know, you go out on that adventure. You have to earn, you know, you have to earn those downhills. Mm -hmm. You go up, you enjoy, you enjoy the ride, you go out and you do, you know, you do make that effort, that physical effort to get where you can and then go back down again and then, you know, be able to reap the benefits of that. So, yes, it was very much an all-mountain sort of ethos. But at the same time, I mean, in this episode of the podcast that that we just uh, that we just recorded now, Alvaro made a, a sort of an interesting comment on that. Uh, while some people say yes it's going to be great it'll bring sort of new people into the sport people that perhaps hadn't considered or, or weren't willing to to get into shape or whatever mm -hmm. those very same people who go out and hire an e-bike or go out and buy an e-bike they could get themselves into serious trouble you know because they take themselves to places where they feel they can go because they can because they have this you know assisted pedal system mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they get themselves out you know into trouble they get they're out of their depth because right. this bike has taken them to places that perhaps they wouldn't <laughs> couldn't or shouldn't be right that makes your job harder as a guide too i imagine i mean you don't want to be taking those people out and having to, having to push their bike back for them yeah, but it also means we have to work harder going up the hill in a normal, on a normal bike. Right. Um, I think right for now, and I, well, I, in fact, I, I know that it's it's not something that we'd look at. I mean, you know, we're all about the traditional bike, you know, about going out and, uh, you know, and enjoying what the bike offers. So I really, at the moment, I can't see a future for e-bikes in, in track MTB. And in fact, I would even imagine if somebody came and said, you know, we'd love to come along and, and book a tour with you, but can you organize an e-bike? I imagine we'd probably say, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, I think, uh, Jorge in particular has a very strong stance and very strong opinions on this. So, yeah. 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 It sounds like your clients are not casual riders by any means either. These are people that, you know, <laughs> they ride a lot, so they're going to bring their own bike or they are interested in, you know, more technical type trails. And so they're going to be experienced riders in that way as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think anybody who goes abroad and is looking for a bike, you know, a biking holiday or biking tour is somebody that's already involved, you know, is somebody that already, you know, has that 
experience, whether it's, you know, to a greater or lesser degree, but it's someone who's, you know, into bikes. Mm -hmm. Like you don't go abroad and suddenly decide, well, you know, we're just going to go on a a three day, (laughs) you know, tour around the Pyrenees mountains just to see what it's like. You know, I think generally most people have a good idea of, of where they're at, you know, with fitness and and technique. And, you know, I'm sure e-bike touring companies will begin to pop up. But yeah, I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be a problem for us. Yeah, cool. Well, awesome. Thank you for joining us, Nathan. It's been a really fun discussion. I've I've learned a lot about riding in Spain and also the mountain bike tourism sort of business. So, if you're interested in learning more about mountain biking in Spain, or to book a tour, or just see what's out there, be sure to check trackmtb.com for more info. So, I've got this week. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time. Peace.